welcome to the simplicity of happiness when more is too much. This podcast offers tips and techniques for a better life. And before we start with another episode of the Simplicity of Happiness podcast, I would like to remind you that you can find out all about me and my thoughts on simplicityofhappiness.com as well as Patreon, where I am providing extra content for all of you who support me and the education of children in Africa. And now relax and enjoy the show. Well, hello and uh, welcome back to the Simplicity of Happiness, where I am super stoked that I have um, a young couple that I admire. And this was a, yeah, it happened by accident. This summer, I spent all the summer on my tiny wooden boat in Elba. And um, I realized, oh, I want to do more of this and in the winter as well. And I can't stand up. So I wanted to have another tiny boat that has the same or that has a standing height so that I can cook while standing and that I can move around. And I was searching and now I'm stealing a sentence that I heard from my guests. I'm a sucker for beauty. <laughs> I don't like these ugly boats. So I found out about a company called Windel. And then I researched Windel and some random couple explained their window 32 and I was like, oh this could be exact exactly the same or the, the the correct size for me it's tiny but it's it's bigger and then I had to watch binge watch everything that they did and I thought well I have to invite them to the podcast because you are a magical or the, the both of you you create magic stories yeah. and so welcome Maya and Aladino with their magic carpet. <laughs> wow, thanks. <laughs> what Hello. A, what a beautiful introduction. Thank you. And you so it much. took me so long to figure out why that boat is called magic carpet. <laughs> <laughs> I was working, I was, I was chopping wood uh -huh. for the winter. And um and um I, I thought about that that first name, Aladino. Mm -hmm. Well, that's cool because my, my son is called Sufian, which is also a <clears throat> a special name when you're living in Switzerland. And then I thought, well, this is like, it's so magical. It's like, damn it, it's like with a magic carpet. And then I <laughs> the German name because I, I, I didn't put it together the way that Maya is pronouncing it. Yeah, 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 totally. No, it, it doesn't always click because um, it's actually, it does mean Aladdin, uh, literally, but in Spanish and in Italian, which was my parents' um, idea. But When you add the O, it doesn't click right away in other languages. Yeah. It's just Aladdin in German or Aladdin in English. Yeah, yeah but that was the intention. And Maya always said, oh, said Aladino. So I had the Dino in mind. And then totally. I was, it's a magic carpet. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> so if somebody, if somebody wants to, to know what you're up to, you have hundreds of videos out there. So if you go to YouTube and uh, search for, for Sailing Magic Carpet, you will find a ton of interesting stuff, especially because you were coming from Central Europe. So starting in Switzerland, yeah. going to the Mediterranean, then all the way up. And well, if you want to see the rest, just binge watch it all. But to, be, to, to, to have a starting point, what was the most magic moment that the two of, her, of you had this year? 
this year. Well, yeah, that crazy this, year 2022. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. This year has been a bit of a different one for us because we've been mostly working on refitting our new mm. boat. So we haven't we haven't been traveling uh, in Europe on our Vinda. We've been refitting our new Cape George 36 over in, in Washington. So it's been a year of a lot more hard work um, and less sort of beautiful traveling experiences, which is not to say that there haven't been beautiful moments. I would name exactly that one. Um, to me, it was quite a special feeling to arrive and see our new boat for the first time because uh, we have purchased it over a year before actually seeing it. So it was actually quite a special moment of all of a sudden being in front of it because um, we bought it when we were in Europe, but the boat is actually in the US. Uh, so yeah, finally standing in front of it and really feeling and seeing and touching what we had gotten ourselves into. Um, yeah, that's true. That was a special feeling for sure. Yeah. You're right. I should have thought of that. That's a great moment. Good job. <laughs> that was a really special moment. Well, the ch the challenge lies in finding one moment because there yeah. are so many. Yes. I mean, it's a difficult question of picking one. There's so many. I mean, I was so happy about pancakes yesterday morning. <laughs> yeah. But since you managed that moment that you saw your your new boat, your new old boat for the very first time, How crazy can one be? Why are you buying a boat on a different continent that you have never seen before? Have you, you not been scared? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe exactly for, for that. Um, what, what fueled my early adventures was um, mostly just my friends saying that I'm crazy. Um, so that fueled me to do those things. Um, uh, yeah. Um, why did we do that, though? Well... Um, mainly because of a lot of research and that boat was top 10 on our list, but usually they sell for over a hundred thousand, which mm -hmm. uh, we don't have. And this one came up though, being more what we were looking for, which is well, a boat that needs a complete refit, uh, mm -hmm. which we thought of we could do and it was within our budget as well. So that's mainly the reason right there. Yeah. And it was on our list. There are not too many and very rarely it, they are such project boats going for nearly nothing yeah and did you have did you have that spare money i mean was it did it matter to you whether you lose that money or not that was all the money we had at the time so so you you spent all the money that you had at that time on a mm -hmm. boat where you hoped it's a refit <laughs> and you could not be sure when to go there Or when it will sail again? Well, not quite. So it wasn't like, of course, it seems like a totally um, impetuous decision, but there was a lot of research behind it. We spent about three weeks researching every detail of this specific boat. So we already knew that the Cape George boats were ones that we were really interested in. So the model of the boat itself, we had no questions about. We knew that was excellent. Um, But this specific boat, we had a friend go and look at it for us. He sent us 400 photos of the boat, of every little corner and detail. And Aladino and one of our really good friends, who is also quite a boat wizard, spent hours and hours and hours pouring over those photos, determining the exact condition of the boat. So mm. basically doing a survey, like a visual survey. Um, as it turns out, 
Aladino pretty much captured everything that we are doing on the refit. So there weren't really any surprises when we got there. We knew what we were getting ourselves into, and we knew that this was going to be a giant, a giant refit. Um, but we were okay with that because we didn't have the capital to sort of go for a boat that was pre-finished. Mm-hmm. And given Aladino's skills and Aladino's talents as a boat builder, um, it was a way to sort of to get ourselves the boat that we wanted at a price that we could afford and you know gave you an opportunity i think to to use those boat building skills again well maybe i could borrow that learning by doing yeah (laughs) Yeah. so maybe i could borrow that aladino at some time oh yeah (laughs) definitely yeah to get uh, myself the perfect boat well i think that's super super interesting we are recording this episode december the 30th so and i'm going to publish it quite soon probably already next week so people listening to this are at the beginning of a new year and very often people have these big dreams on new year's eve and most people i know never live up to them so what i'm super curious about is how do you deal with that uncertainty as a person and as a couple? I don't necessarily feel a lot of uncertainty there. And how do you do that? (laughs) We're just very, very stubborn, I think. Yeah. (laughs) What we get in our heads, uh, we somehow get, get it done. Yeah. Well, I think also like what we've built for ourselves now, right? Our income Mm -hmm. and our livelihood is directly linked to the videos that we produce. And the videos that we're producing right now are about the boat refit. So I think that's also a huge um, driving force of this is it's not only intrinsic motivation. I mean, there's a lot of intrinsic motivation there as well, Mm -hmm. but it's also our job at this point, right? So, you know, we have to show up for work and and get it done. And we're very lucky that for us, work actually means that we're working towards our dreams as well, right? So how lucky can we get? So I don't really feel this big nervousness of like, will we, won't we do it? I know that we will do it. We have to do it. We want to do it. We will do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there is, of that- course. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. There is, of course, some added pressure also um, because of being behind the lens, yeah. uh, but that is tiny if you put it on the scale compared to the opportunity that we get of being able to work on our own boat and document mm-hmm. it. Um, I mean, we will value this in the future. Looking back, uh, it's awesome memories to have to look up, back up on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what, an, what a crazy opportunity. Um, it really fuels me every day. Uh, when I know that usually I would be in a boatyard uh, doing the same thing, but for other people on other people's boats. So it truly is um, nice to be working towards our dreams and goals on our own boat. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Do you think that could be a part of um, the reason behind? So if you, or if I compare you to other people who are maybe sitting (coughs) alone, at their, well, getting ready for the New Year's party. And then they think, oh, yes, this is something I would really like to do. But they are dreaming about something else that they are not working on every day. And it seems to me as if you brought your private and your business life, or if you aligned the two with your actual life, 
So what you're doing every day is your private life and your business life and you're working towards your dreams. Definitely. Yeah. And I would say that that is not something that we have changed now or that is new to us because I would say even previous to this, mm -hmm. we focused on on what we wanted and like, so to speak, on our dreams. Mm -hmm. And we made sacrifices in the private life, so to speak, uh, because our priorities were more in the adventure. Like I've done a refit previously to this one. I repaired Magic Carpet 1. Uh, mm -hmm. So I needed a similar motivation and attitude to go at it. Mm -hmm. So so we've always, yeah, somehow made that the priority and instead took the... I don't know, lived with less money or, uh, yeah, um, got things at a thrift store. It was just yeah. about different priorities. I will also say that I think we're both fortunate to have grown up in families and to some degree in places that have encouraged this sort of adventure because the simple fact of the matter is that people are a result of the communities they grow up in, right? It's very, very difficult for a human being to break apart from their community that goes against all of our natural instincts. And so when you grow up around people who don't think that, you know, going off and sailing around the world is crazy, it's a lot easier to see that as reality for yourself. So both my parents have sailed around the world before I was born. So I grew up as that with those stories always mm. in the back of my mind. And to me, that was like, a normal thing that people do. It wasn't until I grew up a bit a bit more that I realized, oh, okay, that actually wasn't that normal. Like mom and dad did something pretty unique here. Aladino grew up in a similar situation, right? Your parents um, traveled constantly with you. Totally. Um, in maybe, vans. Yeah. And maybe it was the contrast also that fueled mm -hmm. me a bit because I grew up or I, yeah, I grew up in Zurich. So that was pretty much city life and clubbing and all of that. But, but then I also got the contrast of going on a lot of holidays. Um, Switzerland gives 13 weeks a year for students, uh, which is quite a lot. And they're mm. spread all over the year. So every time we had a holiday, we went out uh, to different countries. So that was a huge privilege. And that's definitely what fueled me to see more and do more. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So, yeah, on one part, because we did go to all those holidays, but on the other side, also because of the contrast that I got of being in a city. And, uh, yeah, it made me realize that is less my thing. Yeah. And I think you said one very, very important sentence. You said you, you made sacrifices elsewhere in life. And this is something that I'm um, confronted with over and over and over again in coachings that people, they, they have a certain life and they want another life on top of this. So mm -hmm. they don't want to give anything up, anything up for this. And um, this is something that I think while watching your videos, for example, is something that you can easily forget about, that there is a lot of comfort that you don't have on a daily basis. Absolutely. And, mm -hmm. uh, when you when you started it was not well, when you started sailing it wasn't your job yet was it no not at all not. did you ever doubt that you were on the right route um yes i did I, and i'll answer myself here because i think i think our answers were yeah. different um after the first summer of sailing we it was not our job. We were not earning any money whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And it was beautiful and wonderful. But we returned back at the end of the season with 
$200 and we were going to go sailing, um, work in Switzerland for the winter, which is what we did. And there was several moments that summer where I was like, you know, if something breaks on the boat, if something goes wrong, if anything goes out of plan, like we don't have, like, what are we going to do? You know? And I mean, of mm-hmm. course we can always figure something out. Um, we could probably get a loan or something from somebody like we wouldn't have been completely sunk. Right. But, um, it was scary. And there was a part of me that was like, is this kind of baseline nervousness worth it? Instead of giving up though, I think it really fueled me to try and figure out a way that we could make this lifestyle more sustainable. I had always been really intrigued by being able to work remotely. I had tried a few things already Mm -hmm. in the past to make that happen. And when the YouTube channel started gaining momentum and I started realizing that, oh my gosh, we could actually just tell stories and turn that into a way to make a sustainable living. I was beyond excited. I mean, it was like, it was a dream come true for me and it still is. It's an absolute dream come true because I love telling stories. That's always been a really big part of what I have to do as well. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like just a way to make income. It was really, I was doing it for fun. And then I started to realize I was starting to earn an income and that was just like mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want before I, before I'm also curious for your answer, Aladino, but let me insert one more question for Maya. What do you want to be remembered for? Um, probably for, for the stories that I tell and the big thing going forward that I want to do more of, especially when the new boat is in the water is telling stories of the world around me um mm. not just about our lives on the boat but also about the places that we see um the people that we meet the conservation projects that we come across that's something i want to focus a lot more on in the future and i think mm-hmm. i'll have a lot more chance to do that especially you know along the canadian coast where there is so much of that um yeah stories that i tell Aladino. Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> the first one. The second one doubt. I remember. Doubt. Did you ever have doubt? Oh, did I ever have doubt? Um, I would say yes, but not f- from the moment on that I found sailboats to be my thing. I had doubts before the sailboats. Um, <laughs> so like Maya said, it was challenging once we started off with the sailboat, uh, but we also have had sailboats previously to that, um, which for me was at age 21 is when I had my first boat. So let's, I, I would say that I had doubt until I turned 21. I didn't know where life was going, what I should do with life. Um, yes, I like adventure, but how to adventure and and how to make it yeah, sustainable. Um, Mainly, I went to Switzerland, uh, got some money, and as soon as I had enough, I left again on some whatever adventure, and always mm-hmm. a different one. Um, but then this this whole sailing lifestyle uh, really is addicting, and it was all in from there. And uh, what there's... what exactly is addicting about the sailing lifestyle for you? It encompasses so many things. So it's it's rewarding and satisfying because you dictate where things go um it's your Do house you? <laughs> i always thought it's the weather <laughs> in it, well well yeah of course the weather dictates a lot within that but you are the one that reads the weather you are the one that makes the decision what to do about the weather that is coming 
um, it's all decisions that you don't do when you live in a house. Um, yes. It, it's, it's, it's a movable object, uh, your house. It's uh, like a caravan, mm. which is on the water, though. Uh, you have to maintain it. Uh, so there is a lot of responsibility, which is rewarding, though. Um, I really like that about it. About I don't know. It feels like I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. <laughs> I don't know it, how to it, it seems. It seems like I'm, you. I'm love holding freedom. my life uh, by 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 the years, and I'm trying to do something with it. Um, uh, with with whatever tools I get. Yeah, it brings a lot of satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah, and. <coughs> Do I understand right that um, you're motivated by freedom, by the liberty of the own choice? Definitely. So how do yeah. you cope with like difficult weather situations? When have, has there ever been the case that you were going from one anchorage to the other and wherever you arrived, the wind shifted, especially in the Mediterranean. <laughs> um, it, it might be that um, the wind has changed like twice a day. And um, when all of a sudden you're losing that, that freedom. Daniel Crew. Oh, hello. There I am again. <laughs> no worries. I should. So for everybody, for everybody listening, somebody's calling me in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> I thought they, are, they all know. And <laughs> Daniel Crew. And I do not know how to turn it off <laughs> because it's my tablet. The tablet is connected to the same to the same phone number, so I can turn yeah. off the phone. But then it switches on that on the tablet, and I'm losing you. So I hope that person will stop calling me. Um, well, that situation when you are losing because you have all that freedom. I had the experience that. All of a sudden, I was losing a lot of the freedom because I wasn't protected. I couldn't go inside of the house anymore. And when the weather is just bashing on you, you have to somehow run away. And at some points, when having a nomadic lifestyle, whether on the boat or on, on, on the land, there were situations when I, when I felt like I'm running away. And did you ever have any similar situations? And how do you cope with that? We definitely do. Um, yeah, it happens quite a lot, but that's what, I mean, it makes you feel alive. Uh, maybe not in the moment, then you just have to find a solution and do the best. And maybe to quote Eric and there again, it's not like we look for those moments. It seems like he does um, <laughs> to purposefully go and like trigger adrenaline and see uh, what you come up with. Um, so that is not our main goal. But I, I just have confidence that we do come up with a solution. And it's just, yeah, it's worth it all in the end. Um, I mean, so much of it is just mindset, right? Like there could be two people doing exactly the <laughs> same thing. All. Yeah, two people both leaving the anchorage because weather's coming in and they've got really different mindsets about it. I mean, I do struggle with it sometimes a little bit more, I think, especially because like very often my mind is in the storytelling and so I'm sitting inside editing a video really deep into it and I have like really laser focus I cannot move between realms in my mind very easily mm -hmm. so like 
sometimes I get annoyed, right? I'm in the middle of editing a video and okay, now we've got to go because the wind is coming in. But on the whole, I try not to let that frustration come in because I also try to see it in terms of a story, right? What makes a good story? A little bit of conflict, a little bit of something to push push you and to make you grow. And without that, then the stories that I would tell would be boring and our lives would be boring. So I think putting it in the context of, of the videos and knowing that I have to make a video every week actually also makes me see my life as a story, which has been really helpful. What is your suggestion for, let's, let's assume we have a young listener beginning of his or her 20s um, being somehow pushed by external expectations into a real job. So going to university and, um, but having these, these secret dreams of living an independent life um, and And if that person is not that fortunate that he or she gets the support by the family and by role models, but that he has to break out completely. What, what is your piece of advice that you would have for that person? Um, my piece of advice might not sound <laughs> like, like a dreamy piece of advice, but it's that if you're going to follow your dreams, there's going to be a lot of hard work. And so just because <laughs> you've decided to follow your dreams doesn't mean that your life is going to be beautiful and easy all the time. Ours is not beautiful and easy all the time, but we still feel very, very lucky to live it. So I think that's my number one piece of advice. You have to follow that dream to the ends of the earth. You have to do everything that you can to make it a reality. And that might mean a lot of a lot of hard work, right? I mean, even for Aladino, especially like at the very beginning of our voyage, Aladino did not like having the camera on board. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I love telling the story. So I just like sort of like bulldozed my way through. I'm like, no, I'm making videos. You're just going to have to deal with it. But it took a long time to, to warm up to that. So my point is, is that, you know, the videos are this thing that has now enabled us to live the life mm -hmm. that Aladino dreams about and loves. But those videos was not part of the dream life at the beginning. That was not a okay, thing so that came quickly and felt great. So there's always, you know, roadblocks that you'll come up against. So I especially, Aladino, you, you, you adjusted basically your, your dream, right? Um, uh, maybe I still am. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, not yeah. adjusting the dream. Um, this is this is the dream. Uh, this is pretty awesome. But it's just, I wish I wish um, I could handle it easier. I still struggle sometimes. It's just a thing of personality. I don't know. Um, some people uh, they 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 have a mental block uh, whenever there's a camera facing. I never do video calls, so this feels a little bit odd to me oh. too, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so... I'm happy I asked Maya. Th that's just a personality thing. Yeah. Um, so so the camera still doesn't feel natural to me. Uh, Maya still has uh, challenging moments. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, overall, if I look at myself from further away, I, I wish this would this block wouldn't be there i wish it would come uh naturally so i do make an effort he makes an amazing but it, effort but, and you've but, gotten really good at but it. and i don't know how to explain it but it just to some people it is not natural <laughs> yeah yeah 
Yeah. Mm. That's that that is interesting for me. So just to give maybe a, a, third, a third opinion to that, to me, I like it, but I do not like to see myself in the video. So I, for example, I, I recorded tons of stuff and I never put out my first video. Mm. So it doesn't matter whether I have been in, in, in I mean, I lived, I lived in Zanzibar. I built up a lot from, from, from scratch. I walked through Sahara for four weeks on my own um, and a lot of other stuff in between. And I had a camera with me most of the time and I recorded tons of stuff. But when I see myself at camera, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Like, no, I don't want to put this out. <laughs> what do other people, what if somebody laughs at me? So it's called, so maybe it's a mixture of, of the two. And, um, uh, and I, would be, I would be so happy if I could just put it out and don't get the feedback <laughs> because mm -hmm. I don't like it if somebody doesn't like it. No, yeah, um, the strange thing is that I really appreciate it. I really like that it's out there and I already value knowing that in the future I can go back and look at those memories. I really like that. Uh, and Maya does an incredible job with the stories. I love her stories. Mm -hmm. It's just that it really doesn't feel natural in the moment. Um, I, I have a, a, a switch, um, an inner, an inner block somehow. What does it, what does it feel like when she's pointing the camera at you? Well, I guess it comes from some kind of insecurity and, um, But on the other side, everybody who's following, uh, they're such amazing people. And uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if it is fearing criticism, because um, on one side, I have very tough skin. <laughs> so I really don't know where it comes from. It's just, I'm really not used to it. I'm not used to it. Um, I never took selfies uh, or, yeah, just having a camera facing me. It's like I would want to have control. I would want to know exactly what I'm saying, but I want to prepare this because I want he, this to look wants, the best possible. He wants a script. Yeah, yeah, more <laughs> movie-like. <laughs> this was actually in our first videos. He would get upset that I would be filming him off the cuff. And he was like, "I, if we're going to make a video, I want to prepare every word. I want to rehearse every word. It's with... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then on the other side, I'm also not an actor, so that's put extra pressure on me, and then I stumble the words that we prepared, and then it feels yeah. even more awkward. Yeah. So, so I guess I just go with it now. <laughs> I mean, I think you've improved leaps and bounds. Yeah. You're doing so so well, and I do really respect the fact that um, you have adjusted so well because I know it's not natural to you. And I think I have a totally different perspective. Like I grew up playing violin. I started playing violin at age three and I did so many concerts like from mm -hmm. since I can remember. Right. So it's just super natural for me to talk on a stage to people. Mm -hmm. um, but I totally get that it's not for mm -hmm. you and you've done incredibly well because um, despite of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really a camera thing somehow because I, I wouldn't, say that i'm shy normally no uh, you're not yeah yeah, yeah. what is the anyway. moment what is the moment that you really like to talk the moment that i really like to talk yeah, yeah. what is the moment where you don't care who's listening where you just like to talk <laughs> they come and go um i'm i'm pretty i don't know is moody the word um there's ups and downs uh, sometimes i feel very talkative and sometimes less <laughs> um i don't know if you're yeah. moody i'd say just sometimes okay, you're feeling moody. more 
sociable and sometimes you're not like yeah. everyone does yeah, <laughs> which is moody <laughs> yeah no because moody implies like a bad mood right like oh, it's not okay. like you're in a bad mood it's more just like you're in a quiet mood mm-hmm. which i totally understand. yeah no and we definitely yeah. have our goofy moments too where you say yeah, yeah. lots of funny things and but yeah yeah, yeah. I, I understood cool. moody as like the person who's changing the mood is, uh, for me, is, mm-hmm. is moody. That's what I, I thought that you're talking oh, okay. about. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 about in, I'm interested uh, uh, or I'm curious to see any, any future videos. And um, I think, Aladino, that if that every moment that you embrace exactly that, they these are the best moments. The moments when you when 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 she is putting the camera on you and you don't want to be filmed and you say exactly that <coughs> or you are going with some off with something else or you're making fun of yourself, whatever. These I think these are the best moments. These are the the, the moments where you seem to be totally authentic, and these are the moments where you don't see an actor but you see the person. And um, and if if I had a if I had a wish, I would say more more of these moments, more of this. Yeah, these, these real You're really trying to make my job harder. <laughs> more of the before coffee moments. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and 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 when you when you play with it, um, when you play with it, and when you just when you don't think about what you should be saying, but um, but but play with. Well, I mean, what's coming through your mind? You seem to be such a funny person that um, um, you can you, you can you can always pull it off. Maybe you give Thank your you. camera a name <laughs> or some or something like this, or you put a little you put a little picture of somebody on, on top of it, and whenever you you just you just playing with that because it's it's just for you. It's just the memory that you want to look back at in uh, in, in in ten years. So it's not about the people on the other side, and um, and well. They, they like you or they don't like you. But if they like you, they will even more like you the more you are yourself. Totally. Mm-hmm. And um, well, talking about, talking about wishes for the future. Okay, apart from finishing your boat, <laughs> what is something extraordinary that you wish to come true? in the future well i guess if finishing the boat is out of the question then it's the place <laughs> yes. we, can, we can visit with it uh, we have dream destinations uh, that we want to reach once it's done like what coco's island that is uh, very very high on my list uh, that just makes my heart beat um uh, the pirate in me makes makes it glow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, many other exotic places. Henderson Island. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, places like that. The adventures that can be had. Um, doing the Northwest Passage. Uh, going around the Street of Magellan. Following in the footsteps of the great explorers. Um, yeah, those are the things that I really, really look forward to. Mm-hmm. And you, Maya? I'm really excited for all the stories that we get to tell. Um, I love researching history or 
um, past events that have happened in a place. Perhaps there was an explorer there that once did something remarkable and we have the opportunity to sort of follow in their footsteps and create a parallel story. Or perhaps there's a person who's doing really remarkable things and I get the opportunity to interview them and tell their story. Or perhaps we're just in a really beautiful place and I get to show it to the audience. I get so excited by the stories that we are able to tell through this. So that's definitely my driving force. Yeah. And for the upcoming year, what is something that would even even help you further? For the upcoming year? Yeah. Hmm. Getting my That's exactly what I was gonna say. Just practicality speaking. Wishing the vote wasn't in the States, but it is. So we Oh, just and gotta, that's awesome because yeah. uh, we have it in the dream shed. We do. Which, that's uh, the thing, yeah. Which one could never... I wish still birds? it wasn't in the States. <laughs> Are there still birds inside? The dream oh, shed? I, well, now it's winter, so I hope... I, I don't think so, but we'll have to find out. Yeah. Maybe they're living in their full time now. Yeah. Yeah. So no, the coming year is just a year of powering through and plowing yeah. and uh, just working hard at it to achieve those future goals. Yeah. Okay. And if some if somebody wanted to help you, what 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 was help that you could need? Um, just watch our videos, get involved. Um, yeah, just being a part of the community and following along. That's the thing that enables us to do this, right? In a, in a very real sense, we wouldn't be able to do this project the way that we're doing it without the YouTube audience and especially the Patreon audience. So we're really, really grateful for that. That's incredible. Totally. Yeah. You, you yeah. thought we would stay. We need a few guys sending. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a few girls, guys and girls. No, yeah, I didn't. Cool. I didn't know what you were saying. Um, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to say, well, um, because in the in the videos you present yourself uh, with a very um, focused can-do attitude, like, okay, well, these are the two of us, and we're gonna handle it somehow. <laughs> and if you find something new, which has to be done, then you just uh, change the schedule, but. It's the two of us and we're going to do it. <clears throat> and I just wanted to give you the opportunity, like, okay, if somebody could help you, what would it be? Mm -hmm. And um, if it's the videos and especially Patreon, <clears throat> for for all the listeners um, on Patreon, you go above and beyond. I mean, <coughs> excuse me. There are tons of extra material that you put out on Patreon. So if somebody doesn't, if somebody doesn't know Patreon, um, it is like, it is like YouTube extended. So mm -hmm. you get um, you get um, access to the videos uh, before everybody else. You can see, I think, some of them uh, without these um, typical YouTube uh, commercials in between. Yeah. And um, and Maya is writing text forever. And if Valentino writes something, then you better. Have some time because he's going to write pages and pages and pages. <laughs> so well, it took me a few days. <laughs> no, Maya's usually uh, better known for writing a lot and beautifully. You write. Really who wrote? Who wrote the text about uh, the Pogo Thirty? I did, but it took yeah, that me was well. You yeah, that did, was so long. Very heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a long 
right back. So you had a lot of time on the airport, on the airport or something like this. So, um, so if somebody is interested, um, they can drop you, they can drop you a dollar or, or a hundred. <laughs> However, the like uh, patron is very, very flexible. So that you can choose your subscription and you get some extra, extra footage. Mm -hmm. And I can only recommend it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm looking forward for some more magic on the magic carpet. Well, thank you. We look forward to sharing more stories. Thanks, Florian. Well, take care.